Hey, bitch. Time to die. You bitch. This is the pilot of Brainy Babes, Sarah Kovacs' one-episode web series. It is time to die, but not for me. And that's Sarah Kovacs. The time to die is for you. In Brainy Babes, Sarah's character has what seems to be some sort of telekinetic superpower, hence the brainy prefix. She uses this skill to throw objects from off-screen, open doors, or in this case, choke this random guy. It was a decision made for cinematic universe building, but also because it was cheap. You didn't need any special effects to show someone choking someone else with their mind. Although, in this case, it looked more like both parties were just really, really constipated. What's wrong, Doug? Oh. Choked up? Bitch! This five-minute video, shot in 4K, despite taking place entirely in Sarah's living room, had 43 views as of yesterday. But now, with Sarah's murder and stage name public, that count was up to nearly 10 million. You really are a bitch. I may be a bitch, but you're... dead. Sarah had found her fame, even if no one had any clue who she really was. This is Sydney Bell, and you're listening to The Hunt. Question mark? Thursday, October 3rd, 9 a.m., five days after Sarah Kovacs' murder. On tonight's episode of Cross Attack, the Sarah Kovacs case, Francis Blotch, FAP News. Happy to be here. Happier to live in the greatest country on earth. Freedom! Also the troops. From MSNSNSNBC, Melissa Martin. It's actually pronounced Martine I'm 117th Guatemalan, even though I look super white. And YouTube correspondent slash hype man slash unlicensed but working towards it realtor, Real Talk Rob. You you said my name right. I'm Skyping from outside of Starbucks, so the Wi-Fi is kind of sketch. Ready, set, fight. Sarah was staying in Gareth Whitley's house when she was killed, yet he has the gall. To say he didn't know her? Another senseless gun death. What does it tell us about America? What does it tell us about non-gendered bathrooms? I was there when they found her car was at his place, so that, that was dope. A beautiful, nubile woman like Sarah, resorting to alter egos and burner phones like a simple thug from an urban neighborhood. When even white, cis, hetero women who appeal to westernized standards of beauty aren't safe, who is, what is, 
the patriarchy, that's what. And only 36 followers on Instagram, she needs to get on that brand awareness, or needed to. Barack! Hussein! Persist, resist. And if you want to learn how to make this succulent keychain, check out your boy on Snapchat, Twitter. Cross Attack, the Sarah Kovacs trial. Tune in tonight for the three-hour debate on the 24-hour news network that only your parents still watch. You got five minutes. That's the prison warden. Starting half a minute ago. Is it just me or is he getting nicer? And that's Ben, my partner. We'd agreed to meet with Gareth and his lawyer, Miss Reynolds, to go over the most recent evidence, namely the contents of Sarah's burner phone. All right. We brought printouts of everything on that phone. Text messages, call records, list of contacts. And the Sheriff's Department has copies of all this? Yes, they do. Although they seem to be as stuck as we are. Stuck on what? Well, namely everything. I was about to say, is it just me getting older? Are these text messages pure gibberish? It's not just you, although you are old. MN2V500L4G. And all these messages are like this? Similar, at least. Just a series of acronyms and numbers. Initials, maybe? <laughs> you would, Mr. Monogram. It's a reasonable suggestion. Reasonable, but to our knowledge, not the case. Each text message is to a contact with a single generic name. Bob, Tim, Billy, and each contact is tied to another burner phone. We think some of the messages are about dates and meetups, but you know, without location services on the burners, there's no GPS trail to verify it. Well, what about her regular phone? The one registered in her name? Still missing, potentially destroyed. Or at the bottom of the Pacific. Oh, that's what you said about my gun. Oh, well, maybe we'll find it if we check your own garbage again. You say that like you still think I put it there. You know, as a good detective? Private eye. I haven't ruled out that you're just the shittiest murderer ever. Boys, please, we only have... All right, time's up. That was not four and a half minutes. Yeah, I forgot to press start on my stopwatch, so I just ballparked it. Well, I'll try and track where these other burners were purchased. Maybe one of Sarah's contacts was stupid enough to buy one with a credit card? And I'll harass the shit out of her contact list, see if anyone picks up. And we'll keep digging into Sarah's stage name, see what she was up to. Okay. Go team or whatever. And Sydney? Yeah? Thank you. For everything. And Ben. Also Ben. Fine, whatever. In the past 24 hours since her alter ego and web series were made public, people from LA had finally started coming out to speak about their interactions with Sarah, or in their mind, with Zoe. She was the barista at my coffee shop and always spelled my name with two L's. My name's Becky. When I asked if they had almond milk, she called me a pussy. Every time I brought up her rent, she'd say it was pilot season. What does that even mean? But even these Collins had been largely pointless. They were people who saw her around town, who she served coffee to once, who brushed up against her while leaving Soul Cycle. But no one who knew her well. And no one, at least that we could tell, from her list of contacts. Well, good to see your house is still covered in random junk. 
So we went back to my place so Ben could run a sketchy robo-caller program that would spam Sarah's contacts until someone picked up. Yeah, it's typically used to sell Amway or, you know, swindle old people into giving out their socials, but hopefully now we can use it for good. And away we go. Since the start of this case, Sarah's parents had done their best to avoid the press. No statements, no rallies. Some thought it was suspicious that it meant they had something to do with it. But I understood why they did it. They were ashamed. Ashamed that they didn't know anything about their daughter's life. And scared about what they might find out when people started searching. Remind me not to die with a shit ton of secrets. I'd really prefer for people to be able to solve my murder. And yes, it will be a murder. I'm sure Sarah had her reasons. Yeah, but at what cost? She actually kind of reminds me of my mom. Self-segregating, secretive, isolated from those who loved her so that even in her death, she could continue to hurt them. You know my mom burned the phone numbers of our relatives? Yeah. When she started getting close at the end, she destroyed all their contact info and then lied about doing it. So even if they wanted to show up for her funeral, there was no way of inviting them. I'm so sorry, that's that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been nice, you know? Having someone to talk to. Someone who at least sort of understood what she was going through, what, what we were going through. But nope. <laughs> Even at her own funeral, my mom had to control everything. She had to control the narrative, and the narrative was always about Margaret Bell. No one else ever mattered. You know, a week before my fiancé left me, she told me this thing about harp seals. Apparently, their mothers are crazy dedicated after giving birth. All they do is tend to their baby, protect it, feed it. They don't even take a break to eat for 12 days after it's born. But after that, on day 13, they leave. They just book it. They abandon their baby to go off and live their best life and find another mate. And at this point, the baby is completely fucked. Like, it can't even swim yet, much less fend for itself. So this baby is stuck on the ice unable to move or avoid predators or, or feed itself for the next month and a half. But during that time, the baby grows stronger, grows independent, and then finally it can swim, hunt, and live on its own. That is the stupidest breakup analogy I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, no, it's complete bullshit. A third of them die, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is... My fiancé thought that this knowledge, this harp seal factoid, was going to help me understand why she left. It was going to help cushion the blow and launch me into a glorious montage of self-improvement. But hearing that story wasn't in my best interest. It was in hers. It was to make herself feel better about leaving me. But that doesn't mean that... She never loved me or, or, or was a terrible person or wasn't trying to do what she thought was right by me. It just... It just means that when people's backs are up against the wall, they can get scared. 
do selfish shit. It's not that they don't care. Sometimes it's just that they fucked up. Sorry, I just really miss her. I know. I know. Is that... Is that outgoing? No, no, that's... Someone's calling us. Uh, hello? Hello? Is this Sydney Bell and Ben Potter? Uh, it's Porter, actually. <clears throat> I mean, no, no that's, that's neither of us. I have a website you should look at. A and who might we be speaking to? Just look at the website. Okay, listen here, guy. If this is pictures of your dick... If you want to know what happened to Sarah Kobach's, you'll look at the website. Check your email. The website he sent us was professionally made and shockingly high quality, although a bit old-fashioned. Wow. <laughs> Who still has a Flash animation on their webpage? This is cyclical. Shut up. But the second the site loaded... I wished I had opened it in incognito mode. There were pictures of nude girls, phone numbers to call, videos to watch. Although despite initial appearances, this wasn't porn. This is an escort booking site. And is that a picture of- Yes it is. That's your Sarah Kovacs. Now you know what she was up to. Now you know why she has so many secrets. Now stop calling her contacts. And don't put this on the podcast. Oh, oh, oh. You really are a oh, bitch. I may be a bitch, but you're dead. So Sarah was a high-end prostitute. The contacts on her phone, likely John's. The text messages coded instructions for meetups or payment. And yes, while Sarah was probably never going to cut it in the entertainment industry... Say hello to my dog and my parents in the afterlife, Doug. Because you killed them. Her rapid descent to a call girl was tragic. And looking at her now in this webisode that was released less than a month ago, I was trying to figure out what had happened to take her down that path. I was trying to figure out the timeline. Hey, Ben? Yeah, what's... Oh, God, are you really watching this thing again? Look, look in the background. Well, I mean, what even is the background with how they frame the shot? Behind Sarah, to her right, on the laptop. Do you see it? Yeah, what is that? I'm gonna enhance the image. Enhance? Oh, come on, you can't... Oh. Never mind. Since this video was in 4K, I was able to zoom into the frame and confirm what I thought I'd seen. That Sarah's laptop was open to her calendar, to the month of September, and in the back corner of that month were her travel plans. Drive up north on Friday, September 27th. Wait, Friday? 
but she was killed on Saturday. Exactly. And if Gareth didn't leave for Monterey until Saturday morning... Then Sarah must have stayed somewhere else on Friday night. I bet wherever that was is where we can find her bags, her cell phone, maybe even her laptop from the video. That's after the break. The Hunt? Question mark. Is brought to you by Shimmer. By me, Delaney Rose Whitley. Every coal is a diamond. Through the soot, you will glimmer. Don't waste money on friends. Blow it all on the shimmer. If you've never treated your roots with fertile snail semen, put rose quartz in your lady parts, or paid three figures for a gem-infused vial of squirrel's blood blessed by a shaman named Rick, you're not living your best life. And thus you lack value. Treat yourself, because a goddess doesn't just shine, she shimmers by Delaney Rose. Welcome to Motel 8. How can I help you? Did the woman in this picture check in here last week? Are you the cops? We're cop adjacent. Right. Uh, what was her name? Elk Meadows was not a large town, and with its location by the Santa Cruz Mountains, its general seclusion, and its lack of anything remotely interesting to do, that meant that there were little to no tourists. So the number of places Sarah could have stayed on the night before her murder were very limited. Nope, no check-ins on Friday. So we took an updated picture of Sarah and went door to door to all of the local motels, asking if they'd seen her on that fateful Friday night. Alright, that's three down. The next one's just off Highway 9 heading west. With the limited number of options Sarah had, it was only a matter of time before we got a hit. The lady in the picture? Oh yeah, she's totally staying here. Been cooped up in the back all week. Wait, wait, wait. She's still staying here? Uh, I think so. She put up the do not disturb thingy last week, so I have since do not disturbed. And you didn't check to see if she was still staying there or alive or, I don't know, murdered and the focal point of a nationwide investigation? Hey, hey, hey. No nation can investigate when the real search lies within. Fort Wayne. <sighs> awesome. Yeah, why don't you just go to... Wait a fuck, you're you're that fucking rando we always run into. Excuse me? The, the 420, this 420, you're, you're the dude we keep seeing all over town. Oh, well, yeah, I do get around a bit. And you're also the guy we called from Gareth's house in Monterey. Right, you're one of the last calls Gareth made before Sarah died. Oh, well, I, uh... Why was Gareth calling you, the front desk guy at a motel that Sarah Kovacs happened to be staying at on the night of her murder? Do I need a lawyer? We're not the cops, but, you know, we can call them if you like. Okay, okay. In, in all honesty, this isn't just a motel. I also sell weed. No way. But this is California, so it's totally legal. And it's about time because the benefit people can get from the cannabidiol... Okay, yeah, yeah, next chapter, please. Okay, okay. This motel is 420 friendly. Like, so friendly that the basement is a dispensary and you get a discount on product when you check in. 
We got flour, edibles, tinctures, all kinds of stuff. And since we're 20 minutes from Santa Cruz, it's a business strategy that keeps us closer to capacity than any other motel in the county. And how does this involve Gareth? I also run deliveries to people who don't want to go into the store themselves. People who are still worried about the stigma of it, which around here mostly means older, wealthy people, especially those in Elk Meadows, where the county has banned all distributors. That's why you've seen me all over town doing deliveries. Gareth is just one of my clients. He called me last Saturday for a refill. It helps him with the uh, cancer thing. This motel is directly on the path from Monterey to Elk Meadows. Exactly. It's an ideal distribution hub. When Gareth called, I offered to deliver to him, but he said he was going to pick it up on his way home. Or he called you to check when Sarah Kovacs was leaving so that he knew when to drive back to his cabin and murder her. You know what? I think I will call that lawyer. Yeah, good call. Now, which room did you say Sarah was staying in? Woof! Oh, got that stank in here. Ooh. Inside Sarah's motel room was the mother load. The deluge of personal information that we'd been looking for. Her bags, her clothing, her... Oh, God, what the fuck is that? Live kombucha culture. And of course, what we'd been searching for all along. Hello, Sarah's laptop. Unsurprisingly, her computer was locked, but Ben had a PI trick to get around that. Now, for everyone's security purposes, I'm not going to go into the details of how he opened this password-protected laptop, but I will say it was very easy and fast, and all listeners should go home, Google how it's done, and take the necessary precautions. But anyways... Voila! Welcome to Sarah Kovac's life. We got her calendar up, travel plans, memes of cats... Bank statements. The fourth tab, on the window in the back. That's a reaction video to a meme of a cat. Oh no, oh no, the other fourth tab. The ledger was of Sarah's accounts. It showed her name and address, both listed under Zoe Potts in Los Angeles. Her surprisingly hefty savings account. That should really be in a CD. Or the market, I mean the interest rates these days are actually... And her checking account. Flush with regular four and five figure payments. Clean numbers, not your routine paychecks, but escort rates with a few recurring names, including one that we recognized. Oh, shit. What is it? September 25th, three days before she died. See the payment for five grand? Checking number 45, yada yada, Bank of America account holder, G. Whitley. Yeah. Sorry, Sid. Easy, Sid. The visibility is terrible. What are you doing? I'm calling Gareth. You're driving. At least let me... No, I want to hear what he has to say. Miss Reynolds speaking. I want to talk to Gareth. Well, lucky for you, we're going over his defense at the moment. Hey, Sydney, did you have any luck with the... Why uh... are there payments from your bank account to Sarah Kovacs? Multiple payments, once or twice a month, each time for five grand. That... I must be a mistake. Six payments to a prostitute for what I assume is her going rate isn't a mistake, Gareth. Just tell me the truth. How did you know Sarah Kovacs? I told you. 
I didn't know her. Then how do you explain those payments and your lack of an alibi witness and the call to the motel manager that you so conveniently made right before Sarah left for Elk Meadows? What the hell happened last Saturday night? Just tell the truth. Please. Bye. My client has no answer to that question at this time. It's over, Sid, okay? Just hang up. You did it, didn't you? You killed Sarah, and you used us. He's a city. You knew how people get over this true crime stuff, over these conspiracy theories, like my mom's conspiracy theories. So you knew I'd want to hear it out, that I'd remember that Christmas when I was a kid, that I'd be stupid enough to believe in you, just like I was stupid enough to believe in my mom all those years. And then you used us to get sympathy, to build interest, to create doubt in the authorities, to sway public opinion in your favor. Sydney, would you just- And I believed you. When all of the facts and everyone said you were guilty, I believed you. I thought you couldn't be this kind of man. That if you were, I'd be able to tell. I was so fucking stupid. I should have known you'd lie and manipulate me like everyone else in my life. Yes, definitely. Thank you, officer. Won't happen again. <laughs> All right, how you feeling? I'm fine. I'm I'm just really sorry. For what? Caring about the case? Actually believing that there are good people out there, you got nothing to be sorry for. Yeah, but I wasted your time. I wasted everyone's time. I misled people. I, I made them think Gareth could have actually Sid, hey, been... hey, hey, stop. You did what you thought was right. That's all you can ever do. Now let it go. Because hanging on to regrets is... It's, it's like going to your friend's cousin's one-person play about growing up in the suburbs. Really ruins your whole day and... Yeah, no one's got time for that shit. <laughs> Did your ex tell you that? Nah, I made that one up myself. Pretty good though, right? Huh? Am I right? <laughs> anyway, now that you're in a better mood, here's your ticket. Ugh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I tried to talk him out of it, but apparently he's been tailing us for about half a mile and he saw everything. That's so. a bummer. Yeah, yeah it is, but you know, hey, at least you were caught in the act. Right? Not like one of those red light cameras or, or a parking ticket. Any idiot can give you a parking ticket. All I have to do is be there. The parking enforcement people? God, a parking shit. ticket? Oh, no, no, no. Yours is definitely moving violation. It's going to be way more expensive. No, no, that's it. This, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. You sure you're good to drive? You bet your ass I am. Nope, I'm definitely concussed. You should drive. But hurry, we got to get there before it gets dark. Get where? Yeah, I don't see him anywhere. We were back in Pleasant Valley, the wealthy private community up in the mountains where Gareth's cabin was located, where all of this began. Uh, maybe we missed him already? 
Oh, hey guys, what's crackalackin'? This is Real Talk Rob. He's the security slash hype man slash unlicensed but working towards it realtor of Pleasant Valley. And he's currently holding a box full of his personal items. Yeah, I just got canned. Turns out having someone killed in your private secluded community makes it a lot less private and secluded. Who knew? Oh, that's that's a bummer, man. Yeah, but oddly enough, it has helped me expand my vlog game. Did you know the sound of me crying into a pillow makes a noise that soups popular in these things called ASMR Does that video? box have all your work stuff? Uh, yeah, it's all in here or in the trunk of my car. You mind if we take a look? Well, they did fire me, so... Do you. Okay, Sid. Now, what's this about? Last Sunday, someone went to Gareth's house to move Sarah's car and clean up the mess in the living room. Right. That's not a quick cleanup. And since they'd need to keep the driveway open to move Sarah's car, they must have parked... On the street? Exactly. And the first time we showed up here, do you remember what Rob said about street parking? That it ruins the clean aesthetic. And any time he sees someone parked on the street, he writes them a ticket. Fake tickets that wouldn't be reported to anyone that the sheriffs couldn't know about, but that Rob kept a record of. If we find that log of tickets, then maybe we can find who moved the car. Oh, the ticket journal? Yeah, I got that right here. It fell behind my table. Rob, were there any tickets on the morning of Sunday, September 29th? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know those ads Rob, with the guy... Rob, fuck! Were there tickets or not? Okay, okay, I'm checking. Jesus. Actually, yes, there is... One ticket around 10 a.m. that morning. Please tell me you wrote down what type of car it was. Oh, you know it. Make, model, license plate number. You want to see yes, it? Yes, please, your... thank you. Fuck me. You recognize that car? Yeah. Absolutely. The Hunt, question mark, is created, written, and directed by Eric Wong. Produced by Stephen Pipps, Eric Wong, and Aaron Merrill. Edited by Aaron Merrill and Eric Wong. Audio engineering by Aaron Merrill and Will Katsopoulos. Sound design and mixing by Armin Arush and Aaron Merrill. With script supervising by John Sherry. And assistant directing by Gabby McCullough. Starring Taylor Owen and Nat Topping. With additional voices by Joey Avery, Will Kiltzopoulos, James Neal, Davina Heflin, Dexter Hart, Marguerite H. Noki, Clark Hill, Paul Goldman, Vesper North, Polina Bugembe, Tom Herrick, Tori Jimenez, James Ripuyan, and Christine Hong. With original artwork by Brian Wong and original compositions by Armin Arouche.